I was abducted by a terrorist leader, Joseph Kony's militia in Uganda, and imprisoned in 15 countries for preaching the gospel. As a result, my life was filled with trauma and terror for years. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. We're going to talk about real people who had real problems, but they found answers in a real God. And we have a special guest who suffered the unthinkable, unthinkable torture, imprisonment. His name is Okongo Samson, and he shares his story in his book called Abducted But Not Forsaken. As a teen, he was abducted by a very evil terrorist militia leader named Joseph Kony in northern Uganda. This guerrilla-style fighting militia battled the Ugandan government for years, trying to set up a theocracy that had a mixture of religions. Kony claimed he was a spokesperson for God and that he had also talked to different spirits, including a Chinese phantom. Kony, though, at the same time of thinking this, was guilty of countless war crimes. And he is basically hiding to this day in the jungles of the Congo, Africa. You're going to hear of some of the horrors this guerrilla army did to many of the children they abducted into the army and the destructive trail of trauma they left behind everywhere they went. Now, just you know, what you're about to hear is very disturbing and listener discretion is advised. Okongo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me into the show. Yeah, Okongo, tell us about the life you lived before you were abducted by Kony's militia. Well, I was born in Kenya, close to the border between Kenya and Uganda, close to Lake Victoria, and that's where my parents were living. My dad had 16 children, and I'm second to the last at the bottom of the pack. We grew up in just normal family in a very poor rural village. And my dad was a farmer. And then when the missionary came, he was part of the men who the missionary trained to be teachers and so became Christian at that time. Mm. But Christianity to me, as I was growing up, was like a foreign religion. Mm. I would go to church just normal, except it wasn't really appealing to me whatsoever. It was just a routine. And that was my life until when I turned 15. But then, when I was 15, there was a youth conference, which was about 18, 19 miles from my home. And my dad appointed me to take the preacher, walk him all the way to the camp. Hmm. So I was honored to take him there. So we walked almost over six hours to that place. And it was evening, and we arrived there around 9 p.m. at night. And he was one of the main speakers in this conference, this youth conference. So when we arrived at the conference, it was dark at night. So I thought like, oh, if I can stay here overnight and sleep in the back of the hall, then I can walk back in the morning. Mm. So that's what I decided to do. That night when I stayed at the camp, I had the gospel and I surrendered my life to Christ. So I stayed there three days. And then when I came back, a week later is when I heard God's voice, or Kong, I want to use you to the uttermost part of the world to bring this gospel, good news. Mm. And since I was naive, 
and it was a new experience, new faith, I just say, bring it on. And I was so passionate. And so I started reading my Bible, which I was given at the youth camp, and God kept on speaking to me. And then when I was about to turn 16, there was a group of gospel crusade called the Guna. Mm. So when they came to our village, I joined them. And then they recruited me to share my testimony of how I became a believer. Wow. So you're like a young, you know, missionary at this point, you know. And so how did that lead to to your abduction? Well, so the Guna were recruiting people who could go to the northern Uganda to take evangelistic message over there. Now, at that time, no one wanted to go to northern Uganda because it was risky. It was dangerous. Yeah. Uh, But they had a few people who were willing to go with them. And so then I said, I'm willing to go. Take me with you. So I was just kind of pleading and they were going to go anyway. And then they told me, you get a bus, find a way to get yourself to northern Uganda and we'll meet you there and you'll be a part of the team there. Because I was underage and, you know, I needed more authority from the parents to go there. And, you know, that was kind of a nightmare to even get them to accept. So I decided I'll meet you at Gulu. So we took the bus to Gulu. And the bus was abducted before I reached Gulu. Oh, my God. And that's when we were abducted by the Lord Resistance Army. And then we were taken to this thick forest, which was just, I didn't know the day and night. It was thick. And so they got us in there, the whole bus. And our clothes were taken away from us. What? Oh, my and gosh. So, and then all the kids that were there and even some who were abducted were all there. But they were being trained on how to go to the front line and fight and also meet the need of the militia military by cooking for them and also meeting their sexual needs. So I got to be recruited doing these wicked things day and night doing that abduction. So that's how I end up being abducted. Wow. I mean, this, I mean, you're young and you've never experienced anything so horrendous in your life. How did this impact you emotionally and spiritually during this time when you're doing these things that you just never thought possible? I instantly got angry because at this time, this is one of the thoughts I had when I heard God's voice saying, Okonga, I want to use you to the uttermost part of the world. So in northern Uganda, Uganda was one of those parts. And so now this is my first experience. I instantly got angry with God. Why me? Why here? Is this what you called me for? I doubted God. I was angry at him. I doubted the salvation. I doubted the vision he had given to me. Ultimately, I was emotionally drained and traumatized going through this sexual experience, physical torture, and all that. So I was angry at men, and I've never experienced anything like this before. I was lost. And so I questioned just literally everything. I felt dirty. I felt unworthy. I felt like, you know, I was abandoned by God or forsaken. And I questioned why I was even going to where I was. I wanted just to die. So that was the experience I had at the time that I was abducted. I mean, how do you withstand that type of, you know, I mean, there's obviously physical abuse. I mean, these are men who are raping young children and males. But how do you withstand that type of emotional and physical abuse? I don't even know. But right now I know God never forsaken me, nor abandoned me. But I knew because while I was there, I knew I was going to die. There were some young people, girls who were like nine years old, 10 years old. I saw them being raped to death beside me. And to me, I was at least in pain. And some men too, you know, some young boys my age at that time. So I saw them die and collapse. So I knew at some point it will be my turn to die because it was ruthless. Not Mm. only just one man, I know, just a hundred hundred mounts on you and a day and night and then they were intoxicated taking the drug they yeah. smoked the drug so i oh, knew geez. it was a matter of time i'll die then another thing that also happened that was going on in the camp 
many people who went to the front line who have been trained, they never came back, especially the young people. So the rumors mm. that was going on was that they were killed, either they had casualty and because the rebel leaders don't have a hospital or a casualty or anything like that. So people who are wounded, they basically kill them completely. So we never have the young people, who, child soldiers, teen soldiers who went to the front line come back. Mm. Oh, Congo, let's stop there. I want to hear more about this because, my gosh, you're in this horrendous situation. And I want to have you on our next show to talk more about this experience that you had as you were abducted by this militia that was raping and just really oppressing young kids such as yourself when you're younger. Okongo, thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you so much. Wow. Let's talk about what you just heard right after the break. Real Life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper on what you just heard. Now, what do you think about this? Here's a young man who planned to take a risk in order to serve God. And the risk became a horrible reality where he was kidnapped and brutally raped by other men. Talk about horrific. This isn't something you hear about every day, but to the person who doesn't believe evil exists, seriously. But what are we to think when we're being faithful servants of God? And then as a possible result of it, we get persecuted and actually go through the suffering. I think most people, when they think of going through suffering, they, for one, don't like it. And two, they definitely aren't ready for it. Are you ready for it? And that is what makes traumatic moments so traumatizing, because we aren't ready for it. How would you have dealt with that moment? What would you have done? Where one moment you're living a normal life, serving God, and then you're suddenly a prisoner who's being raped day by day. Oh my gosh. Honestly, most of us, It's a little bit too much. And for American Christians, it can be unthinkable. But the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 12-13, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You know, this is a big deal because we know in the last days, groups like Coney will only grow more and evil will persist until Jesus comes back. If you think about it, and I don't know, you may not know this, but groups like Coney, they really think that they are the Lord's army. They're the Lord's resistance. They believe that they are doing godly acts while they're raping young children. It is so like preposterous. But are we all ready for this? Are we ready for evil to persist to such a high level? Have you readied your heart? 
because being a believer, you could possibly pay a heavy price by living a godly, righteous life. I admonish you, ready your heart. Get ready to suffer persecution. It may not be at the level that Okongo did, but know that goodness is always persecuted by evil. And this story is an extreme picture of that, but it's a reminder to be thankful for our freedom in this country. And the goal is to still put an end to evil, but that could change and will change in the last days. Let's pray. Father God, I want to first of all pray for the person who's already gone through trauma in their life. They weren't ready for it. And it became such a pain to their heart, to their mind, to their soul. Lord Jesus, I pray for supernatural healing upon their life right now. Jesus will make you whole. And we just impart that to you right now in Jesus' name. Just receive Jesus and his wholeness into your life. We ask for this in Jesus' name. And Lord God, I pray for the body of believers. Lord God, stir us, Lord, to ready our hearts and know this, that if or when you're going through that traumatic experience and you're being persecuted for your faith, the Lord will be with you. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord will strengthen you in that time and hour. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Well, I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.